What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up, here with Terry Jenkins Jr. for episode number 72. Want to shout out to our all of our first-time viewers and listeners, as well as our last-time viewers and listeners. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod, leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Super exciting episode today. NFL playoffs is the subject matter. The divisional round was held this weekend with the 49ers and Cowboys game just ending moments ago. Terry, we're going to go ahead and get right into it because I feel like we've had so many delays and even get, even properly assessing, right, the the playoffs and and what's and what's going to happen all of our predictions, but just with your initial, you know, just kind of take on the way that the playoffs have gone. You can even talk about wild card weekend last weekend coming into now or however you want to frame it. Just what's like, like how, how's it been for you, man? Witnessing this, this is a pretty exciting playoff so far. Um, Looking at this weekend, I kind of just want to, we can kind of go back to last weekend. It's been, it's been a very exciting playoffs last weekend. In particular, you had one upset with the Jaguars winning there. Um, and then, of course, the Ravens kind of held in um, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Came down to a last-minute fumble recovery for a return. Uh, you go back and you look at the Buffalo Bills and Miami game. Miami played strong down the stretch and made that closer than what a lot of people thought it would have been. Uh, so there were some pretty decent games on last week. And then you, you translate to this week, you had some – Oh, yesterday, very dominating games. Um, just clear in, in earlier today, just clear cut. Like um, the Giants got co- completely destroyed by Philadelphia. It wasn't a contest at all, like at all. Um, I really didn't see that coming. Uh, Jalen Hurts definitely doesn't look hurt at all. He looks extremely healthy. Um, looks like the Eagles, they did a good job as far as resting their guys down the stretch that actually worked out for them. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes they come back in the game, they can be like, you know, lethargic, kind of just like, you know, got to get back in the rhythm or whatever. But they came out, they looked like they were healthy, well-rested, and, and ready to whoop some ass, and that's what they did. Um, translate over to... Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, tough, kind of tough. I kind of want your take on that as well. I mean, you can talk about the Eagles if you want, but that ankle injury with Patrick Mahomes, that that may come back. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. To I'll 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 just echo what you said. In the case of the Giants Eagles, I was very 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 surprised. (laughs) Definitely thought it'd be a little bit more of a game. But, I mean, all in all, bro, the Philadelphia Eagles have been, I guess, the most consistent team this year, at least in the NFC. Um, so, I guess you can't necessarily say you're surprised the way they just came out and showed up. But Jalen Hurts is healthy and ready to go. But, bro, just from looking at the um, the Chiefs and Jaguars game, I when that happened to, to Mahomes, bro, I was like, dude, there's no way. There's no way he's going to be able to come back. Like, it, it, it was so bad, bro. I'm just glad it didn't, like, snap. You know what I mean? Because that that type of tackle or that type of injury, bro, can go so many different ways. 
but I will I will say this. I, I, I'm gonna tip my hat to the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. Like Trevor Lawrence, I think you and I've talked about this too. He's he's come a long way. That team's come a long way, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they're gonna be doing down in Duval for the next couple of years. But but the way that that game was played yesterday, I I feel like if you if Kansas City just need they need to be thankful that they were at least playing like the Jaguars, which they're not a championship caliber team, so they don't really know how to like close those games yet. You know what I mean? Take advantage of like those drives. Exactly. Yeah. So because if even if they're playing against the Bills, to be completely transparent with you, even though the Bills you know losing today, I the Bills probably beat the Chiefs <laughs> if with with an injured Patrick Mahomes, right? Who's like literally the heart soul of their team, but. I hope Patrick can come back very can come back next week. I usually off high ankle sprains, bro. I think you and I both know that's that's an injury that that can keep somebody out what at least a month in general, depending on how bad yeah. it is. Yeah, but I, I he's definitely gonna play. I mean, it's no it's no brainer he's gonna play on next week. It's just man, his mobility. He's gonna have to be able to move around. You look at what they did to Josh Allen today. Like what the Bengals did to Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah. I, I mean, and Josh Allen is extremely mobile, but it's not like he was able to really just escape the pressure today. I mean, what did they hold him to? 14 points? Mm-hmm. Yep. 14, 17. What, what was it? Was it 14 points that they got held to? Yeah. And so you look at a team like the Bills, no, 10 points. Jeez. So you look at a team like the Bills, you, you hold them to just one touchdown. And that's a dynamic offense that you hold to just one touchdown. And so Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to have to push through, but he's also going to need his teammates, um, McKinnon, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kelsey. He's going to need his playmakers to play. He's going to need his running backs to show up, which they did last game. Um, So I have faith in the Chiefs, I know. Everybody's gonna you're gonna hear it all week that the Bengals are three and zero against them, Patrick Mahomes and the whole narrative. But I feel like that's the past, <laughs> definitely. And I feel like as long as Patrick Mahomes lines up on the field, you gotta give him the greatest odds to win that game. So um, I'm excited, bro. I'm ready to see it. Uh, it's definitely gonna be. The game of the week, I mean, you could say that, but then you talk about the matchup with the 49ers and the Eagles. That's going to be something special to see. Um, tonight was a very good game. I will say this, though. I don't think the Cowboys are going to keep Dak Prescott going forward. I, I think you just look at what they've done to try to help him out and surround him with pieces. and It's just I don't think it's working out. Yeah. Two interceptions, one in scoring position, which at, at Dak's tenure in the league, you would think he wouldn't make a decision like that. The first one was a horrible decision. Horrible. The The second one was worse only because field position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was second down. You didn't have to force that ball. In. You didn't have to do that. Um, right. So, so I, I feel like if you're if you're the Cowboys, looking at all the quarterbacks that are out there, I think I think you're gonna say what I was what I was about to ask you, but yeah. go go ahead and finish your thought. 
Oh, just looking at the other quarterbacks and your other options out there, possibly. I mean, Derek Carr, um, could you possibly bring in Lamar Jackson via trade from the Ravens? Will the Ravens take Dak Prescott? I mean, there's definitely things that, that Harbaugh could do with Dak Prescott that he couldn't do with Lamar. Definitely will have to change that offense up a little bit, but you do have Mark Andrews as a target for Dak and other pieces that you can surround him around with. So, do you, if you're Dallas, do you go after Lamar Jackson and try to bring him in? That would be crazy, by the way. That would, I mean, that would probably definitely put the Cowboys over the top. Um, but you got him, you got Derek Carr, you got a possibility of, um, Somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo possibly being out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing somebody else as well. Um, Tom Brady, even. Well, well, Tom. Did you say Aaron Rodgers already? No, I didn't say Aaron Rodgers either. I, that's mm-hmm. even big. Well, Aaron Rodgers come come back to play under McCarthy in Dallas. I mean, I don't, I don't know him and McCarthy relationship, but they did win at least one Super Bowl together. They did. And, and him going to Dallas will probably – Definitely increased them, those odds there with that current team and the way that defense looked. Because I'm not going to lie, Dallas has a Super Bowl defense. That defense looked wonderful. Amazing. Uh, that could just put them in horrible situations. Yeah. And they still were able to hold 49ers under 20 points. And even and even from like a coaching like personnel standpoint, bro, like this was like Dallas's like legit window. Because Dan Quinn is probably going to have a head coaching job somewhere. Next year, I, I I don't imagine he'll still be with Dallas, and I know they didn't change like the defense, like they'll still help have their their players and everything. But I mean, coaching goes a long way as well. So you almost kind of hate that they kind of squandered this opportunity with, to your point, a Super Bowl caliber, championship caliber defense. But see, and that's the thing if you if you get somebody to come in the organization like Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Dan Quinn's gonna leave. And then Dan Quinn, you get Aaron Rodgers, I think Dan Quinn's going to sit put. Right. Because he's like, oh, I, yeah, I can go get my own team, but at least what, what I want to do, just like all coaches and players, it's wintering. So if you get Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, he, Dan's probably going to stay, no matter who offers him a position. Yeah. Uh, unless he has a, a chance to go play, be the head coach for Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Are Jackson, you, you, someone like Justin Herbert. Do you know when um when teams can properly start trading players? Is it is it usually just when draft day? Is it usually only on draft day, or does it happen like in March? I think it's I think it's March, right? I, I believe it is March. March is when it starts, and then most teams wait till draft day only because that's you know mm-hmm. it can be important. But you you definitely have the chance to trade before draft day just for draft positioning, right? Uh, just to move up in the draft. And and only, so, and only I mean I only bring that up because like I would imagine that especially those teams that are I mean obviously the ones looking for coaches they're trying to lock them in before the draft, right? So you can start working with the GM and evaluating doing what you need to do. But I mean hey we all know that a lot of conversations happen behind closed doors with big-time talent and teams and GMs and coordinators. So so ho- hopefully he stays, if they're able to pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I would be worried about McCarthy staying as well right now. So, right. I mean, it's 
Dallas definitely disappointed. I feel like they had a disappointing season um, all around. I feel like they definitely should have won. I understand the 49ers look the way they look, and they've, they've been on a win streak. But if you watch the t- that game, Dak, put, Dak lost that game. Mm-hmm. Dak lost it. The Cowboys gave that game away, literally. And you, you can talk about Paula's injury, which was huge, but you, you evaluate both of those interceptions. The first interception is given the 49ers a great field position, which led to what? A field goal. Yeah. And then the second interception that put took points away from Dallas via probably one field goal. And then you go back and you look at the game and see what they lost by. They lost by a total of six points. And so if you have those six points going into that last possession, even with you being down and only having 45 seconds left, at least now you have 45 seconds where all you have to do is get a field goal because now you you have those six points that were lost. Um, And so it's just – it's tough. It's tough when you analyze the, the giveaways, how easy and careless they were. They weren't like balls that were tipped up in the air. Um, they weren't. They were just horrible bad passes, bro. They're just bad reads. Just, and, and you know, done that. And, and I mean, I guess the interesting point too is that, you know, in the case of uh, their kicker, uh, his last name pronounced is it Mayor Meyer. My, yeah. My, yeah, I mean, in the case of him, bro, like, because, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not saying like I'm a big chain of events person, but sometimes I can be, and, and this is one, this is one of the chain of events. So you, so when, when Dallas is on that drive when Pollard got hurt, right? The one thing that the announcers were talking about was like, hey, we know, we know that, uh, you know, he has the leg. To, to make it, but will he? The pressure's crazy. We know Dallas isn't looking for him. So what did Dallas do? They, they didn't kick. They just kept going for it or whatever. Or they went for it. They converted. But then was like two plays later, it was when Pollard got hurt. And you almost, and this is where like the psych, the psychology of, I guess like maybe remorse or like, I don't know, like whenever you just have like a deep sense of like pain and regret can like seep in, especially in sports, especially having it like affect your performance moving forward. I can't help but wonder, like, if they would have kicked that field goal or if they would have had confidence, right, in the kicker to, like, at least try to make it, you know, is Pollard still in the game, right? You know, like, their whole, like, one part, one piece of the puzzle, bro, if it's disturbed or altered in some way, it can can definitely mess up the finished product or at least put you in a position to where, bro, like, the offense is... There's no excuse because Dak is a vet. He's a vet, bro. Like, he's he's been in the league a very long time. This was, like, his... uh, his pinnacle moment in his career to be like, look, like I'm, I, I am a great legit quarterback in this league worthy of the money I'm being paid. I'm, I'm a top five quarterback in this league. Like respect me. Like this is it for him. Right. But that, the, but the offense did have to absorb a lot of the burden of responsibility in terms of production with special teams kind of being out the picture. I mean, you, you again, bro, Dak had to show up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this is a pinnacle moment in his career. You look at the landscape of the NFL. You look at all the other young quarterbacks. You look at the AFC. You look at three guys that you're literally going to be talking about competing in the AFC for probably the next decade. 
And that's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. And and some people would like to throw in Justin Herbert and, you know, Trevor Lawrence can yep. tag on now too as well. And then you look over at NFC, who do you have there? Do is there one quarterback in the NFC that you just feel like is gonna dominate for and then I, yeah. I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson who didn't even play down a stretch in the AFC. And so and then you look at the NFC, it's it's wide open for any quarterback. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to have the same impact, at least with the Green Bay Packers, as he had in the past. So what quarterback stands out? Do you feel so, do you feel like if Hurts wins leads Philly to the Super Bowl and then win the championship, then win the Super Bowl, do you think he'll be that guy? I don't feel like you put him in that and to that you you make and throw him in the top five, maybe. But I would still be quick to put someone like Lamar Jackson in there and Justin Herbert over um over Jalen. I mean I was talking specifically in the NFC. Sorry, my bad. I didn't uh, know. In the NFC, in the NFC, of course, he's he's he'll be the best quarterback in the NFC. But I feel like any of those other guys on that team will have that same result. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll definitely be the best guy uh, in this NFC. But again, I, I feel like whoever comes out the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I don't. I, don't, I feel like the NFC is just going to beat. They're going to beat each other up, um, which which they kind of do there. Um, well, but yeah. but going back to my point, my original point being. If the Dallas Cowboys can find a top tier quarterback, it will put them over the top. Dak could have done that, and he's not—he's not able. He doesn't have the talent to put them over the top. And so, if you're Dallas, you look and you see: Can Derek Carr be that guy? Somebody, some people believe he has the talent. You have to look at the fact that he's never had a season where his defense wasn't. Rated, I think last, in, I think last thirty, thirty first or thirty second. So basically, the last bottom three um, as far as defensive rating, and only one time in his career where his defense was mediocre, they actually went to the playoffs. Um, and so you look at that, and you match him with Dallas, which arguably has one of the best defenses in the league. Can he have the same office production? I believe so. I mean. You look at the Raiders, they put up 25-plus points a game. Their defense just couldn't hold anybody. Um, so you look at Derek Carr, you look at Lamar Jackson, who is definitely a top-five quarterback. Can you get one of those guys to take over and lead the Cowboys to what seemed to be the promised land? I believe so. That's, if anybody has money to pay Lamar Jackson, it's definitely Jerry Jones. Um <laughs> I'm just saying he he has the money to pay Lamar. I, I, I certainly do. I mean, I really want to entertain this idea of Lamar Jackson going to the Dallas Cowboys because I, I do like Baltimore being a better situation for Dak for some reason. Um, they they just got rid of their offensive coordinator, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they did, right? And it was the same. It was, you said what? Greg Roman. Yeah, which which was he the OC responsible for uh, crafting? The offense for uh for Kaepernick, yeah. At one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that I mean that's a little tight because like I feel like that type of system that could at least find some type of like productivity in. But so I'd be curious to see what direction they go into. But I still feel like that situation would be would be better for him. 
I mean, um, we've seen we've seen Dak perform his best in his career, where he was in an offense that was run first heavy. You take it back when Zeke first got in the league and he was right, dominant. Right. Yeah. When Dak was at his peak, and so you put him in the Ravens, which the Ravens is a run first dominant type offense, of course led by Lamar Jackson. But with Dak, it'll be a different situation. You still got J.K. Dobbins, which looked great. My, he almost beat the Bengals himself, and some will argue he should have got the ball. And if he did give him the ball, instead of um, Huntley down there and stretching the goal line, J.K. Dobbins would have beat the Bengals by himself. And so you still have him there. You have Gus Edwards. You got Mark Andrews. You, you, wide receiver potential, not the best, not as good as it was in Dallas, but you can always go get a wide out in the NFL or draft one. Yep. And so I, I definitely like – I like the situation for both guys, honestly. Yeah, I, and, and I honestly hope it happens. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like nothing should surprise us, Terry. <laughs> In, in, like I said, worst NFL. case scenario, him going to, you know, I mean, them getting their car wouldn't be bad either. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe their car is a free agent. So, you can get their car, sign him, and then you can just trade that for an extra piece if you want to. It could work it out. They could definitely work it out. But, Terry, let's turn our attention to the week ahead. Uh, with the conference championships taking place on next weekend, uh, the rematch from last year, Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals, um, and then you all, then on in the NFC you have San Francisco and Philadelphia. Uh, let's just start with the AFC, man. Who are you taking in this game? Um, it's it's a no brainer. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm taking the Chiefs. I know he's hurt. I know he's hobbled. I feel like he'll look. Uh, like Patrick Mahomes come Sunday, um, regardless of how he feels right now, I, I I'm pretty sure he's gonna look like Pat. He's gonna play like Pat. I know that Joe Burrow is three and zero, but Patrick Mahomes is that guy. And this is his league. This is his era. Um, I I do think this game is for the Marvel as far as. Who's the, who's next up? Who's that and, and guy? And Terry, he kept finding a way, bro. Like he kept finding a way to get Kelsey the ball. Like not only, it was not only incredible. That, and I just want to throw this out there real quick. This Chief defense is playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, bro, Frank Clark looks nice. Frank Clark looked look like a monster. I mean, they played Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not they're not trash on offense. And we saw what they did. They got weapons, bro. Yeah. They have a lot of weapons. This defense is great. I feel like it's going to be a, a much closer game than what we think it's going to be as far as score. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be much of a lower-scoring game. Yeah. Um, but I got the Chiefs winning. You know what I didn't, um, you know what I didn't recognize, though? I didn't recognize um, their secondary, Kansas City. Their secondary is relatively pretty young, right? Is it mostly rookies in second, third-year guys? Yeah, third the the oldest the veteran in the secondary is a third. He's a third year guy. guy. Yeah, see, I thought yeah. so. I was, I was, I I did not know. So I was very impressed yeah. by by the way that they compose themselves. Because like to your point, bro, the Jaguars got weapons, bro. And actually, those are and Mar- Marvin Jones. He's a veteran receiver. 
like Zay Jones is a is a Christian top Kirk. Christian Kirk, like uh, Evan Ingram, even a tight end, and then you still had uh, uh, ETN coming out the backfield. So they 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 definitely held their own. But yeah, you got Kansas City, bro. I'm 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 taking Kansas City as well, man. Like it's Arrowhead, <laughs> it's it's Patrick Mahomes, and, I, and you know what, bro? Every player needs that defining game for their career, like that that surrounds an injury narrative. And this is it. An injury and or sickness narrative, right? Like Michael Jordan flu game. And I feel like this is it for Patrick Mahomes. And we're going to see. We're definitely going to see. And I've been very impressed by the run game too, Terry, for Kansas City. Oh, yeah. That's McKinney and um, what is it? What is his name? I don't want to mispronounce it. Pachacho. I think it's how yeah. you said. Um, but, yeah, he impressive. Both of them impressive. And so... I got the Chiefs winning it. Um, yeah, I got them taking care of business. And when it comes to the Eagles and 49ers, I, it's tough. But I got to roll with the Eagles after seeing Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do. I have to roll with who I think is the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the play calls that the 49ers make. But I think the Shanahan, I think tonight, got away. With some things, I yeah. think that your hand was kind of exposed. I think Eagles, the Eagles have a great defense as well. I think they're going to watch some film, see what Dallas did as far as pushing Purdy into situations where he doesn't, he's not able to make that first short read. He has to push the ball down the field. I think the Eagles are going to put him in those situations. I don't think putting up 19 points. Against the Eagles, it's gonna allow you to beat Jalen Hurts in an offense. Yeah, and I think they're gonna have to be able to put. And I know the 49ers have a great defense, but I think they're gonna have to be prepared to put up 21 plus points, if not 28, to compete with the Eagles. And I just don't know if Purdy can do that against that Eagles defense, especially after that performance tonight. Them having it. Um, the blueprint per se on how to slow down this 49ers offense. Yeah, man. Um, Excuse me. I'm torn. Um, You know, just initial, initially, like when I just think about what Philadelphia has just achieved and accomplished this season and also, bro, their defense, bro, like watching them last night, just destroy the giants. And even knowing what that defense looks like when they're on 10, like when they were on 10 10. Like this is a defense that like they 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 got up on um on the Vikings pretty bad this season in the regular season, you know what I mean? And that and that's like a very uh you know, I would say you could consider that like a high powered offense in the NFL. And and they held it down and they were at home. Um but at the same time, bro, it's like I just can't put anything past a San Francisco team that Seemingly, I say seemingly because they, they they do have a lot to lose. But seemingly, every time, bro, I see a San Francisco 49ers game, it's like they're playing like they have nothing to lose. I don't know if you notice that. It seems like they're playing like they're just out there having fun. It's a bunch of guys. They're competing at a high level. But, like, it's never the same, like, broader sports dramatic intensity with them. It just seems like a bunch of California kids out there having a good time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when I look at this game, man, like, I, I really do 
think Philadelphia is gonna like is gonna is gonna make a statement once again. Um, I feel like it might be maybe closer than what we might think, but at some point Jalen Hurts is gonna be Jalen Hurts. I've re- I've been really impressed with the way he's been playing all year, bro. I've been really impressed by Miles Sanders as well. Jason Kelsey's lead, leading that O line. He he was first team All Pro this year, right? Like, it's it, it's going to be fun to watch. But I think I'm going to take Philly. So yeah, so I got Philly and Kansas City, just like you, bro, going into the Super Bowl, and it's going to be a good one. Hopefully, it's one for the books. Yeah, I I hope both games are very good. I don't think we're going to see a blowout in either of the games. Um. Again, because you talked about Jason Kelsey, hope he's just he's just as healthy um, as Patrick Mahomes. He did kind of sustain a little little sprain there as well in his ankle. So hope he's a hundred percent as well going into next week because we, we want to see both teams compete at a very high level at a hundred percent. Right, that's what the game is about. There, seeing seeing both guys or both teams go neck and neck. At their best, at full capacity. So, um, I feel like we got we got one for the books. It was definitely definitely has been a great playoffs so far. Uh, I think we got some great games coming up next weekend. We do. Also, want to shout out to my boy Kev. He's a big time 49ers fan, and if he's tuning in, man, sorry I'm going against the grain here. Because there, you know, I'm on the West Coast, bro. Like, if it ain't the Seahawks, yeah, you, you, you should have been choosing the 49ers. If, if it if it ain't the Seahawks, it's the 49ers. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but you know, man, I, I'm also saying this, too. I think Devontae Smith is going to have a big game I'll come up next week. I, I, I just think he is. I feel like they're going to really try to key in on A.J. Brown and uh, try to take away, you know, the tight end. But I think Devontae Smith is going to find a way to annoy the, sec, uh, the 49ers secondary and just get open. And it's just going to be a party. It's going to be a party in South Philly, bro. Uh, but I definitely just want to shout out Kev because even in the event that San Francisco – does advance to the Super Bowl. It's going to be lit because the Super Bowl party, I was, I was texting, uh, my homies were texting the group today, Super Bowl party is going to be lit if, if the Niners are, are are in the Super Bowl. But nevertheless, Terry, I'm, I'm with you, man. I just, I want it to be a Super Bowl or really just, yeah, like just a Super Bowl that has both teams at full strength, whoever it might be. And we're going to see some great football. Bro. We, we, we've been blessed to see some incredible football games this year both regular season as well as postseason. Um, I don't think we could have asked for a better season. And I know this offseason is going to be filled with so much drama in the NFL. Not last year and the year before it was bad. This year is going to be, to me, I think going to be crazy. Um, but on that note, Terry, before before we sign off, I know this is a shorter episode, quicker than usual. Uh, you got any final thoughts, things you want to share about the game or sports in general? Not really, man. Just it's. I'm happy that Patrick Mahomes is okay. You, you just get happy to see that an injury isn't as bad as what you think it is. I, I feel like when he went down, especially when he didn't return, um, a lot of people, including myself, thought, "Oh no, you know, this team kind of is unfortunate." Unfortunately, they're not going to make it due to an injury, and we just don't want to see that. You know, you can't control injuries. Um, no one can, and so it's just it's it's great that he's healthy and and we actually get to see this thing play out. Um, with both teams healthy, and the same thing with Jason Kelsey there. Hope he's fine in the center there. 
uh, for the for the Eagles because you can't control injuries, man. And it right. sucks when they happen. Um, both NFL and in the NBA, it just sucks when they happen, especially in the playoffs, and it kind of alters the course or the events that that possibly could have taken. Um, you you hear a thousand what else? What is this player didn't get hurt? What's this player that hurt? Um, the most famous one probably here in Houston is what? What if Chris Paul didn't get hurt? Um, during the Warriors when James Harden was playing, you know, so you, you just you don't want to hear those what ifs. You want everybody to play um, and be healthy. So I'm just getting just happy that, that Pat is okay and, and Jason's okay, and we're getting to see both teams go at full full fledged next week. Absolutely, man. And one more thing from from my side, man. Being here in Portland, Oregon, Rip City, uh, just wanted to say rest in peace to Bill Shonley. Bill Shonley is a former long, long-time uh, play-by-play announcer um, for the Portland Trailblazers, and he was also the, the person responsible for coining the phrase, the term, Rip City. Uh, passed away over the weekend. Um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, my condolences to him and his family, as well as the Portland Trailblazers organization, as well as the entire city of Portland. This is a guy who touched many, whose voice and his commentary has touched and inspired generations of Trailblazers fans, uh, both young and old. Obviously, during the 1977 NBA championship season. Um, but yeah, rest in peace. Bill Shonley passed away dead at 93. Uh, RIP to him. Condolences to his family. Um, Terry, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Um, looking forward to doing another episode really soon so we can get into basketball. So much parody in the NBA right now that I really want to talk to you about. Um, but, bro, I appreciate you as always, man. I'm going to catch you next time. Catch you next time, eh? All right, bro.